Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to ask the simple question, what is your foundation built upon? Uh, apologies for the cicadas. It is one of them outbreak years, and uh, I'll try and edit the audio out, make it sound a little better, but we'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, today I want to talk about what is your foundation built upon? And this is a very important question as we examine our life because we're going to look at Matthew 7. And the thing about Matthew 7 is this is not an examination of us Christians and the world. This is an examination of people in religious institutions calling themselves a Christian. And that's the distinction we need to make. Of course, everyone knows Matthew 7, 1, do not judge so you will not be judged. This is not a blanket statement against judgment. That is the introduction to talk about what is good and righteous judgment. Okay? So, then Jesus goes into several different areas. First, examine your own life to see exactly what is your standard. But then he goes into a section on entering in the narrow gate, warning people who say, I'm saved, but are living a life like the rest of the world on the broad way. He says, no, only the narrow way gets him. He also talks a little bit about false prophets. You'll note them by their fruit. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit, and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Then we go into this shocking statement here in uh, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. So a whole lot of people who look very religious will not find themselves into heaven. And what we're going to focus on here is the parable in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. So we're going to read that part here. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. So there's some interesting parts about this little parable. The house is beautiful no matter if it's on the rock or if it's on the beach. It doesn't matter which one this happens to be. What's important here is that the, what is the house founded on? The house represents here the religiosity. It recommends, represents the spiritual life. The whole lot of people say, I'm spiritual. A whole lot of people say they're going to heaven because they believe with all their heart that they're a good person or they're doing things that would please God. But Christ says only those who do the will of my Father will inherit eternal life. And so the house, the religious life, is beautiful no matter if it's on the sand or if it's on the foundation. It doesn't matter. And then the rains come. This is, this is the challenges of life. This is divine judgment. This is all of these things that give us the challenges and the struggles in our life. So the challenges come, they basically say. So he says the challenges are going to come. And when those challenges come, your rock, your house will either stand firm if it's built on the rock or it will collapse if it is built on the sand. All right, so as the, the rainstorms come, 
if you've ever been on a beach, do you know as you step through the sand and the wa waves come up, it just completely washes it away and it doesn't look like anybody's ever been there at all. It looks brand new, brand new creation. But you try and do the same thing on a rock and that rock is generally unchanging. It may be slowly shifted like we are slowly molded in our life. <clears throat> okay, but the man, and, and then he comes in and he identifies those two people. There is a wise man who listens to the word of God and abides by it. And there's a foolish man who just doesn't listen. Okay, the foolish man, our world right now is full of these foolish men. We tell them the gospel. We tell them about Christ. We tell them about how to please God. And they're like, you, what's right is what's in your heart, they tell you. Forget about the fact that Jeremiah says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all who can know it. All right. Um, they say, I'm, I do live an okay life. All of our righteousness as as filthy rags, Isaiah says. All right. So it doesn't matter all these things. What is important is the foundation of the scripture. And by the way, if you flip near the end of the New Testament into the book of James, there is another, uh, there is another section on this, which is the exact same thing said in different phraseology. And uh, this is going to be in James. And we are in chapter 1, and we are going to start looking at verse 22. So we're going to do 22 through 25. Prove yourselves as doers of the word, and not merely hearers who have deluded themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten the type of person he was. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not being a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. Okay, so it's the same story, two separate illustrations for the same principle and point. It's not those people who look religious. It's not those people who say they're spiritual who make it into heaven. It's the people who actually do the will of God. So what is the will of God? That begs this question. There's multiple parts here, and we can't leave all, any of them out. Now, these are not works-based things. These are not, you have to do all these things to be saved. These are the, the practice and the pattern of our life. If you were to take ourselves and we're saved when we're young, and then we watch the pattern of our life, we would see all of these things manifesting themselves in our life. Now, Suppose that, that we are the thief on the cross. We, we are a deathbed conversion. We come to Christ just because we haven't had the opportunity to do all these things. Are we excluded from the kingdom of heaven? The answer is no, we're not. Because salvation is by grace through faith. But grace through faith produces several principles. And what are these things? Well, the first thing is our faith must be a faith of repentance. We have to understand and recognize that we are sinners, not in some nebulous, oh, we're all sinners, in a real, true sense. I am a sinner because I've done. We have to recognize that we are a sinner and we have to recognize the need for repentance. This is where a lot of modern evangelicalism casts this whole thing out. It's just saying a little prayer gets you into heaven and, and great, good things are coming to you now. There's no repentance in a lot of the modern gospel. Most churches in America today do not talk about repentance and it is sad. Make sure 
If you're a pastor, listen to this, or a leader in a church, listen to this. Make sure that your church is teaching a gospel that has repentance. Okay, once we have repentance, then we have to follow with sanctification. We can't just go on living our lives like the Gentiles. Walk no longer as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, is what Paul says in Ephesians. I believe it's chapter 4. Don't walk as the Gentiles do. What are the Gentiles? Well, back in that day, the Gentiles were all the people doing all of the, the Greek and Roman religiosity. Our modern day, it's living like your non-Christian friends. It's focusing all your time on entertainment and pleasure and television and, and getting yourself ahead to the disadvantage of others. That's living like the Gentiles walk. We have to cast that aside. Live ourselves a sanctified and holy life set apart for God. We will disadvantage ourselves to the glory of God. Okay, so these are some of the parts. And then we also have to have discipleship. Not only are we teaching people, we are also being taught by people. This might be through individual people, which is most preferred, or it might just be through reading good books, being discipled yourself and helping disciple other people. Teach younger believers the way of the faith. Teach them discipleship. Okay, we have to go out and share the gospel. This is part of that great commission. Go therefore into the world, preaching the gospel, making disciples, and baptizing people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Preaching the gospel. And then finally, loving people enough to serve them. Serve in, whether it's in a church thing or I focus a lot more on community stuff rather than church stuff because oftentimes the church-based programs, not always, but most of the time the church-based programs are just catered towards people in the church. We want to get out and serve the world. So I recommend any type of community involvement, you know, meals on wheels. Uh, we, I, had a, I had a wonderful elderly uh, gentleman neighbor who, who passed away um, not long ago. You know, he had the meals on wheels would come in and stay and visit with him for a little bit. It was a great thing. He loved that day. He loved looking forward to that. Um, I've personally have done 10 years in Big Brothers Big Sisters. I'd recommend that program as well. Just find the various community resources that you can do and engage in to help serve and love other people. The, the Christ-centered life focuses on all of these things. It's not a checklist, okay, I did all these things, I can go to heaven now. It's a, it's a lifestyle, it's a pattern of our life. The true saved person will have a foundation of the rock, having repentance, having shared the gospel, having made disciples, having sanctified their lives, having preached and having served others in a loving manner. So what is your foundation? What is your faith built on? Remember, both of these were, were these faith-based houses. The question is, what is your religious foundation based on? Are you on sand or are you on the rock? And guys, you always have the opportunity to land on the rock. Repent of your sins. Place your trust fully in Christ. Get out, love people, and become discipled. These are all active choices that we need to do as a Christian. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Don't forget, this is a listener-supported podcast and video channel. You can help support with the links in the description down below. Uh, check out the books that I have down there. And uh, thanks for watching. I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. -M. 
Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is OurWalkInChrist.com. <laughs>